0: What's going on, folks? I'm back from my break and ready to talk again. So Vivek Ramaswamy's team has accepted a debate slash conversation with me next week. I'm excited to tell you about it. If you haven't checked out the podcast I did with Roseanne Barr, it's on her channel. I'll be sharing clips later this week. I'll tell you about how I met Joe Rogan on my break and what I think about the current landscape. I'm excited to be back. Dream Rare podcast starts now it's the dream rare podcast welcome to the show the way to get the news at the desk or on the road let's go god is great and success in our control the world is crazy but we get better from obstacles what's going on everybody welcome to today's episode of the dream rare podcast we're finally back thank you guys for being patient i was gone for a few weeks i visited my family my whole family i went to multiple states to see them Also did Roseanne Barr's podcast, a few other cool things. So thank you guys for being here. And uh, I just want to get into it today. I don't have a huge story as far as the news, but I will be on that. First thing I wanted to talk about was while I was gone, I made a video about Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the top contenders for presidential race. I mean, I don't think he'll beat President Trump or get there, but he's definitely made a name for himself. I just made like a minute and a half Instagram reel, TikTok sort of short thing about what I thought about him and tried to cram it into a minute and a half. It's hard to do. And it went super viral. I mean, that's kind of the interesting part about taking a break. Sometimes I get my biggest opportunities when I do the least amount of work. I just kind of decompress and I kind of just threw it up there. I didn't even record it well because I didn't have all my equipment. I think it got almost 4 million views on my Instagram. I think it got millions of views on Twitter, hundreds of thousands of views on Facebook and YouTube. And it's probably the biggest video I've done all year by mistake, I didn't mean for it to be. I just, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I don't fully trust the fact that a pharmaceutical biotech CEO popped out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's like everything everyone wants him to be. So long story short, I made that video. It went super viral. I kind of retweeted it and I said, hey, I know Vivek goes on a lot of shows. He goes on a lot of smaller podcasts. That's sort of his thing. He's not afraid to debate and jump into the fire. And I've been very transparent about how I feel about him. Um, and his team reached out to me. They wanted to have a phone call, email me, say like, what's the deal? And that happened. They talked to me, they said, hey, we don't think you're gonna come at it in good faith. You know, We think you might like come at it all crazy. I said, no, I'll come at it in good faith, but I'm an honest person and i said let me be honest i don't trust the guy i don't believe him and that's where i'm coming from i'm not going to pretend to you know love the guy in order to get an interview that's exactly where i'm coming from so long story short we talked about it they said that they're down and we scheduled a day it's going to be next tuesday anomaly and vivek it's going to be a great conversation and debate hopefully because i got a text today and i don't want to like give out too much information but I I, hopefully they don't back out. That's all I'm going to say. They've already confirmed with me. It sounds good, but I fired off a tweet today. I'm like Roseanne where I get in trouble for my tweets. I fired off a tweet basically at a DeSantis guy because I said, why won't DeSantis come on my show when I actually like him and I don't like Vivek? Or I said, I hate Vivek, which I shouldn't have. I don't like to use the word hate, but they're like, you know, they don't want to really interview with me like they do, but they're afraid I'm going to come at it from good, uh, bad faith. So, Hopefully they don't back out. I said I hate Vivek. I deleted the tweet, not because they made me, just because I I don't like to use the word. Like, I don't trust Vivek. I just don't. So I was trying to make the point of why won't DeSantis come on my show when I actually like him more than Vivek? But, you know, hopefully the Vivek camp doesn't back out. I think if they don't back out, if they back out, it's going to be super lame and everyone's going to see it. Uh, If they don't back out, I, I think people will see that I'm willing to give the best journalistic interviews. Tucker Carlson's been softballing Vivek and Trump. I think Tucker, I love Tucker. He's one of my favorite people from TV. I've heard he's a great person. Uh, I just think he seems like he's getting into podcasting and he's not doing real journalism anymore, which the country so desperately needs, not just the left, the left, the left, but we need somebody that's going to scrutinize the right as well and call it like we see it. So, long story short, if I get that interview, I mean I'm going to try to give the best journalistic interview of the year. Hopefully me and Vivek could be friends after it. If they back out, I think it's super lame and everyone's going to be very suspicious of them, so I think they should do it at this point. But long story short, they've 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 confirmed the conversation, the debate. It's set for Tuesday as long as they don't back out. So I hope they don't. I'll do it in good faith. I'll be respectful, I'll be journalistic, I'll be fair. I'll be reasonable, but I can't lie. I'm not like somebody that's gonna act like I'm your best friend, like CNN and MSNBC and then try to sneak up on you. I don't trust the guy. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, he's smiley and nice, but this is gonna be a good interview, not a pat on the back. So is what it is. Let me know. Someone said gonna get embarrassed. I hope that, uh, you know, I hope everybody stays tuned. At the end of the day, regardless of what you think, what's gonna happen to me or him, uh, I think the American people will, will win it. Next thing I want to talk about was, uh, you know, my Roseanne Barr interview. If you guys haven't seen it, I had a podcast with Roseanne. It's on her show, her channel. It's called Roseanne Barr Podcast. I'll share a few clips from it. It was pretty fun. You know, I stayed at their house. I've known Roseanne and her son for years now. Before they got canceled, I hung out with Roseanne in Los Angeles. I've chilled with them in Hawaii. Now, in a third state, so I've known her for a while. I would say. Of course, Roseanne's a legend. She's a comedic legend, a television legend, an American legend. But uh we've been friends. It's a very bizarre friendship to a lot of people. They're like, Why are you and Roseanne friends? That's very weird. We just get each other. I don't know. I think Roseanne knows that I know she's smart. A lot of people think she's just wild. She is wild. I'm a little wild too. But uh she's super smart and super intuitive. So we just get along. We hung out, we did the podcast. It was dope. So check that out on her channel. And it's pretty cool because I think um you know, Roseanne likes uh, and trusts Donald Trump a lot. As you've seen on my podcast, I do not trust Donald Trump. I think he failed us, and I've been very vocal about that. Uh, but we can still get along. I think it was a funny conversation. It's pretty wild, and uh, it shows that two people can still be friends and not agree on everything when it comes to Trump, DeSantis, whatever. So hopefully you guys watched that. I thought it was hilarious. I had a great time, and uh, you know, shout out to the to Roseanne's family. I had a great time while I was in Austin. Um, you know, one of my friends was a former UFC fighter, Strike Force Fighter, his name's Jake Shields. If you don't follow him on Twitter, he's the man. He's very outspoken and authentic. But uh we hung out, we went to Joe Rogan's comedy thing in Austin. It's called uh, this. I almost said Space Force, I don't know, space something. I don't even I, now I'm blanking, but it's some sort of like space theme. And uh I love stand-up comedy. I don't talk about it that much on the show. It's not like my forte. Obviously, I like the news and stuff, but as a fan as a consumer as a person with a laugh you know I love stand-up comedy I used to love when I lived in Los Angeles I used to go to the comedy store and the best things in my opinion as a fan of comedy is not seeing somebody in a huge stadium I've seen people like in a massive place and then you go to the comedy store where there's like five six funny comedians in a row smaller vibe I like that I like to just go through six comedians and uh Joe Rogan's place in Austin was dope. I would say it was super funny. Everybody was hilarious. Tony Hinchcliffe was funny. Brian Simpson, I think his name was funny. Duncan Trussell. There were a few other people. And Joe's set really killed. He did a lot of really edgy comedy. It was super funny. And because Jake knows Joe, we got to hang out and talk for like 20 minutes. And Joe is super cool down to earth. And I'm a big UFC fan now. So that was cool to kick it with Joe. Talk about UFC. Meet a few people like Tony and Duncan that I've never met. Really cool stuff. So that was a it was just great time in Texas. You know, got to do Roseanne's podcast, got to meet and talk to um, to Joe Rogan, and that was tight. Someone said you caved, you cucked for Bernie, but you hate on Vivek. I don't. I'm not trying to be a hater. So I mean, you can say what you want, but I thought that Bernie for three months when I was 25. I mean, maybe a year or so. I thought he was going to be anti-establishment. And he ended up just being establishment. I'm not going to lie. I got tricked thinking he was going to be different. And then he just turned into Hillary Clinton and he sucks now. I'm not going to lie too. I think Trump tricked me as well. I also bought into this idea that Trump was anti-establishment. I thought Trump was going to take on the swamp and the deep state. And he ended up just hiring them, calling them fat, listening to them, hiring all their choices, selling out to big pharma, and then running around the country, selling the vaccine for Bill Gates. So I don't care. You could call out my past to Bernie, but I think at this point, it's just as goofy to think that Trump is anti establishment as it is Bernie, but people don't get that. So I'm not trying to hate. It's just when it comes to Vivek, I don't want to talk about him much because I'd rather just talk to him. I'd rather get confronted, not just talk about a guy. And I think that would be awesome. But he's a pharmaceutical CEO. Uh, You know, I'm not, I don't trust it. After what happened in 2020, I don't think the Republican Party should be led by the father of the vaccine and the pharma, bro. I I think that's controlled opposition, just reeking of like, wake up Republicans. If Republicans don't want to question this stuff, I think they're just as brainwashed as liberals. And I understand why people donate, but you're donating to a wealthy pharmacy CEO And Donald Trump, who has billions of dollars, it's like you got working class people busting their ass to like donate money to a pharmacy CEO and Donald Trump. It's kind of embarrassing, but I get it. You want to donate to the candidate you like. I don't know. I've been very vocal about how I feel for a year now. I don't see it the same way people see it. I don't pretend to. I'm not a phony. I'm not a fake. Most influencers they they don't say much about me because they know that I'm telling the truth and they want to tell the truth, but they can't afford to, they'll lose their audience or they can't sell Trump mugshot t-shirts. I was cracking up. <laughs> I was cracking up when the mugshot came out. I mean, it's not funny. It's evil what the Democrats are doing, but like all these people that are selling these Trump uh, mugshots and, you know, Laura Loomer, we're another uh, odd group of friends like me and um, Roseanne, like even though me and Laura Loomer diametrically are opposed on like a lot of topics, we never bother each other because we've been friends in the past. But, you know, she was like, uh, you know, I I made a joke about the Trump mugshot and she was like, no, Anomaly, you don't understand. The money's going to Trump's legal fees. And the point that I was making was not just the fact that people are buying it from Trump and he's getting all these campaign contributions. I was laughing at the fact that so many influencers are selling the Trump mugshot and they're not going to give a single dollar. To Donald Trump, they're just keeping the money. I don't care. It's a cap, it's a pseudo capitalist, kind of socialist, communist, weirdo, liberal society we live in. I'm not stopping anybody from getting money. I just like to laugh at it. You know, life and America is a comedy or a tragedy. You could cry over everything or you could laugh at it. Sometimes I like to laugh. I wasn't saying people, I hope, you know, I hope influencers make millions of dollars. I'm just laughing hysterically that the mugshot comes out and everyone's like, look, I got Trump mugshot earrings, Trump t shirts, and these. 95% of the people raking in money on Trump's mugshot, they're not gonna give it to Donald Trump. They don't have to, and I'm not saying they should. I just think it's funny. Is that not, no, it's not funny, I don't know. Is Is this microphone on, whatever. But long story short, yeah, we'll see what happens on Tuesday, it's gonna be a great conversation, but I'm not, and you know, I don't apologize forcefully but I, I do not hate Vivek. I apologize for using that term. I don't like him. I don't trust him, but I don't hate him. I hope we could be friends after it, but I am i don't trust it. I I've see a lot of holes in the things he's saying. I think I'm going to give the best journalistic interview he's ever had. I think I'm going to prove to people why I'm one of the best uh, video journalists that doesn't just cave and hang out. And, you know, I'm concerned with things that everyone else is concerned with. With 2020, you know, I don't want to harp on an old thing, but like, we just lived through an element where big pharma took over the country. They printed trillions of dollars with the Federal Reserve in both parties. I mean, Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, pretty much everyone but Thomas Massey was gung ho about it. They imploded the economy. They ran around selling socialist mRNA vaccines. They used a pharmacy lobbyist HHS guy, Alex Azar, who Trump hired to clear out the PREP Act like emergency liability shield so they had no liability. Uh, even Ben Shapiro is apologizing for pushing the vaccine because he doesn't have stake in it. But Trump's the father of the vaccine, so he can't say anything about it. I'm sorry. I just think it's very odd that nobody wants to talk about this stuff. So, you know, Trump's the father of the vaccine. Vivek's a pharmaceutical biotech CEO. I feel like the Republican Party is a joke at this point, And I'm not going to pretend like I don't think it is. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I'm going to speak my mind about it. That's That's how I felt about the party for a few years. And I don't know. I think it's it's all very bizarre what's going on. And now you see Joe Biden's trying to push a new vaccine. And here's why I say what I say. Someone said, interview Trump. I'd love to. It's not an interview that they're going to let me have, though, because I'd give a real one. Unlike Tucker, I think he did a pretty softball one, but that's fine. Uh, In general, I don't know. It's like how much can I really talk about Joe Biden selling the vaccine? Like Joe Biden's going to push this new vaccine. He's going to use socialist money to fund it. He's going to act like it's better than it is probably. And everybody on the right is going to be like, Joe Biden sucks. But the reason I do what I do is because how are we ever going to beat the other side if our side's working for the other side? How are we going to make fun of Joe Biden selling the vaccine and then vote for a pharmaceutical CEO and the father of the first vaccine? Like you get what I'm saying? It, it's... It's like a dead end going nowhere. And I think the solution is us calling out our own politicians. And a lot of times people ask me on this show, I mean, you've probably seen it hundreds of times. It, it gets annoying, but it's worth repeating because I think it is like the solution politically. Everyone gets so upset, it, you know, if they can't just do like a Comic Con cosplay, like, oh, I believe in Vivek. I believe in Trump. Cool. Believe in who you want, but grow up. You're like a grown adult. You don't have to like obsess over po- politicians and scammers. It's weird. But in general, People say, "Oh, if you if you don't trust Trump, then what is the solution?" To me, the solution is to realize what politics is. The left points at the right and they say, "Oh, if you oh, look, do you want to vote for a fascist? Donald Trump's a fascist. He's a cuz I don't know, he's Hitler or whatever they say he is. And to, today he's Hitler, tomorrow he's a fascist, he's whatever. You know, and then the and they're like, "Oh, they're going to take away your abortions." And you know how much the left loves to abort their kids or whatever. And then the left's like, "Oh, I don't like Joe Biden." but I got to vote. I got to vote for Joe Biden because I can't vote for Trump. And then you try to call out Joe Biden. And the Rob Reiners of the world tell you, you can't call out Joe Biden because then you're going to help Donald Trump. And then on the right, they're like, oh, you can't question Donald Trump because he's a victim. He's a victim. And then it's like they just it's like and they just run in circles and they all work together and they all print the money and they all work for the Federal Reserve and they all work for Big Pharma and they all hire the swamp and they're never going to stop until you figure it out. The solution is not being a dummy. But people don't want to hear that. Like someone in the comments, like always, they say it's a black pill. It's not a black pill unless you're pathetic and you believe in politicians more than you believe in yourself. What is a black pill is thinking that Vivek Ramaswamy's Batman and Eminem combined. What's a black pill is thinking Donald Trump's Aquaman. That's a black pill being so obsessed with a politician that you can't even see straight like that's that's running into a brick wall not believing in yourself believing in god you know being optimistic yet critical it would be like if i walked into a car salesman place and i said hey I want you to buy a car. You're going to have to buy a car, but know that this guy just wants to sell you and they're going to try to sell you on every package. And they're basically just going to try to get as much money as they possibly can from you. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a car. I'm just saying that's how car salesmen work. They get a percentage of the car they sell. So they're trying to sell you the biggest package they can. And you go, oh, that's a black pill. You just don't want me to buy a car. It's like, no, that's literally their job. Their job is to, like, car salesmen sell cars politicians are scammers and liars who work for the banks and make you believe that you they're your best friend when they're not that's what it is so it's like it's not it's not a black pill it's being an adult and growing up but you know if people don't want to grow up i guess you could just get scammed on loop and run back and forth and be like it's obama it's gonna be Bush Trump's gonna save me the billionaire who gives standing ovations to Hillary Clinton wait no it's gonna be the pharmaceutical CEO that, that that ever existed in my life six months ago and you're just gonna run in circles forever I mean that's not that that's not optimism optimism is not buying into scammer like you guys are so like oh I just I need one I need one it's like a baby binky you know it's I call and and I'm not trying to piss people off I just got back from my vacation but you know Trump is like a baby binky for a lot of people. There's there's two different types of people, and I don't want to simplify it, but just there's more. But I see it as there's two different types. There's the people that know that Trump's better than Biden, that that you know they think that he's gonna govern well and they think that he did govern well. And then honestly, there's a lot of people that I call it cosplay now, it's like fantasy cosplay where people just dress up. Trump's like a baby binky. They just think like they want it the same way girls want to go watch a Barbie movie. It's nostalgic. They know Trump's not the same as he was in 2015, but they want to feel that binky again. They want to feel those vibes of how they thought Trump was going to arrest Hillary Clinton, but instead he just locked up the country and sold vaccines and they don't want to face reality. So they just keep putting the baby binky in their mouth and running around wearing red hats and like hoping that that those days are going to come back. But those days aren't going to come back. It's like when people make fun of me for Bernie, I don't care. But I figured it out after he turned into a Hillary Clinton suck up. It's like, oh, Bernie lied. He was just trying to funnel people into the Democratic Party, you know, and there's some people that held on to him for years. They're Bernie binky, hoping that Bernie was going to beat the establishment. But it's like What type of establishment beater is going to basically just turn into Hillary Clinton Jr. And now Bernie's not even anti-war. What people don't realize about Bernie, too, is like Bernie is a socialist semi or completely, but he used to actually be America first. He used to be against H-1B visas. Trump is pro H-1B visas. Bernie used to be more conservative and America first on on h1b visas than donald trump actually was like trump uh, bernie used to say h1b visas lower wages and they're not good for americans which is true and then trump gets in and he goes further left than bernie sanders this is the political game but long story short you know the uh, long story short excuse me bernie he fell off like he felt he was never like that great but he was actually somewhat like anti-establishment he's completely establishment And at a certain point, you got to just admit like Bernie's not who you thought he was. And it sucks because like maybe all your friends wear Bernie shirts or maybe you were like me and you made a Bernie song. But at a certain point, you got to be like, all right, Bernie's Bernie tricked me or he just fell off, you know, and he's old and he sucks now. And there's like very little upside to an 80 year old loser who can't even tell the truth about war. At least Bernie used to be anti-war. Now he's like, oh, he's he's. Bernie's like crying about Cornell West. Cornell West is saying Biden's economy's not good and Bernie's like we got to fight the democracy with 1%. Bro, what are you talking about Bernie Sanders? You suck. And then you go to Trump, it's like it's like the same thing. You know, people just want their Trumpy Binky. They want to believe Trump's the anti-establishment guy he pretended to be in 2015. And then they closed their eyes to reality. He said he wouldn't take money. He took money. He said he wouldn't take corporate money. He took corporate money. He said he wouldn't take donor money. He took donor money. He said he'd lock Hillary up and said he gave her a standing ovation. He said he'd lock up the swamp. He hired the swamp. He said he'd take on Big Pharma. He hired Big Pharma. He said he'd lock your enemies up. He locked the country down you know, he ran on the premise of being skeptical of vaccines. He ended up being the most prolific vaccine scammer in modern history to the point where he makes Ben Shapiro look like an anti-vaxxer, even though Ben Shapiro is a a, a pharma shill, or at least like his policies tend to be, you know, to be kind to him. It's like, long story short, you know, people can make fun of Bernie. That's fine. But Trump is the same. It's the same thing. He pretended to be that, and he wasn't. And, you know, conservatives need their Trumpy binky. And now they need their Vivek binky. You know, they they can't they can't cope with the fact that it actually takes some work to you know heal the party and heal the country. They they buy into this like left-right dynamic. And this is my true opinion. I wish it wasn't because people don't like to hear it. The Republican Party is such a clown show now. Like you take a break and you log back in. The same people are doing the same stuff. They're selling Trump earrings. They're, you know, it's just like it's like a big clown show. It's like, woo! And I understand, you know, to be fair, I understand why Trump and Vivek are popular. Look at the other losers on stage. Like Mike Pence is a stiff. Mitt Romney is a joke. I mean, what's his name? Mitch McConnell, like, is going to die soon. God bless the guy. But like, bro, these people need to retire. Uh, Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein they need to retire and let the new scammers take over. You know, the old scammers need to go out and now we need the new scammers, the younger scammers that call themselves whatever, you know, progressive or MAGA and they're going to come and pretend to be populist or whatever and they're going to scam you too but the old, the oldies need to get out of the way. But, uh, you know, I watched a little bit of the debate. I, I get why DeSantis is not doing as well. I, personally, I've made this clear I think DeSantis has done more against Big Pharma than Trump. He hired Joseph Latipo. I think DeSantis governs better. I think he, uh, DeSantis governs better, excuse me. I think DeSantis hires better, but he's a little stiff, you know, and I'm not going to sit on Twitter and act like DeSantis is Michael Jordan or something. He's not. He's boring. He is, I don't know. He just sounds like whatever, and you're not going to beat Trump being whatever. It's just not possible, and I think, you know, in – UFC it's similar to politics where if you know Conor McGregor sells a lot of tickets Floyd Mayweather in boxing sells a lot of tickets there's some people who are good maybe even better than Conor McGregor that don't sell as many tickets but that's on them you know part of it is a personality part of being a star is you know connecting with people and DeSantis is a good governor and I think he's I think he would be a better president than Trump he just he just doesn't have star power. He's just good. He's not great. You know, and Trump to beat Trump, I think you got to be great. And I think you got to have a pulse. And if you're just like a couple pulses above, you know, Mike Pence, it's probably not going to cut it. So a lot of people are on Twitter and they like DeSantis and they're trying to pull him across the finish line to be like, look how cool he is. Look how awesome he is. But something's not connecting with his campaign. And I saw that in the debates as well, where it's like, You know, I don't know. I think he I think he's the better choice, but he just doesn't have the sauce and I'm not going to make excuses for him. It's his campaign. If he can't run it, that's that's on him. If he doesn't have that, you know, second gear, someone said, I don't want a showman. Some people do and some people don't. I think that Biden won. If Biden can win, anyone can win. I don't think he's a showman. I think he's just like a corpse that they kind of like weekend at Bernie's. And, you know, people were like, well, I guess he's not Trump or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think a lot of people on the right, they do want a show, though. You know, on the left, I don't, I don't know what they want anymore. I'm so disconnected with left wing. Like, what do, what do liberals want? What's, what's cool? I don't know. Like transgender Batman movies or something or Kamala Harris. I, I don't even think they like her. I don't, I don't know what the left even likes. I just know what they don't like. They don't like Trump and they don't like, DeSantis and you know they don't like you or something, but and I'm not speaking for every liberal. I'm sure there's some cool ones. They're just not on television much. I'm I'm disconnected with what the left wants. On the right, I think people want Trump. I don't think they care about, you know, anything else. I think they, I think some people don't want him, but I think most people do want Trump. I think that they they see Trump how they see him, and they don't really care what. The evidence is that it's like, uh, you know, they have a certain image of Trump in their head and that trumps all. For example, if you watch the Tucker Carlson interview, I played a clip of it in my last thing. Trump was asked about Jeffrey Epstein and I did a whole little review on it, so I don't want to overlap too much. But Tucker Carlson says, I think they killed Jeffrey Epstein, which is a slightly edgier or way more edgier and more popular theory than the one the mainstream media gave which is Epstein committed suicide very few people believe that that's a that's a mainstream media you know reporting that pretty much no one believes and Trump believes that or he claims to believe it or he says he believes it and when you watch Tucker and Trump go back on Epstein and Tucker says I think that he got killed uh, I think they killed him and Trump's like ah maybe but I think I think he just committed suicide and he doesn't really want to talk about it like, that's something if someone else did that, they'd be like, Oh, he probably's in on it, or Oh, he, you know, he doesn't want to get to the, go there. Like, I don't, I don't know what DeSantis did say or would say, but if DeSantis said exactly what Trump said, everyone would have p- posted it and been like, Look, DeSantis doesn't want to talk about this. But when Trump doesn't want to talk about it, it's like, You know, people just don't want to see the evidence because the evidence of who Trump is with who he hired, the evidence of who Trump is with how he led, the evidence of what Trump is with his vaccine, the evidence of who Trump is with the Epstein situation, the evidence is inconvenient to the narrative that people want to believe who he is. So I think that's what's going on in the Republican Party. I feel like people don't care about anything anymore. They just like want to believe Trump's gonna do something. And who knows, maybe he will. I don't think so, but anything is possible. You know, it's like people want things. They're like, I want him to get, get revenge. I, I want him to do all these things. So, so I think he will, cause I want him to do it. It's like maybe, but if you look at all this stuff, I, I, don't, I don't see it adding up to where it's going. And you know, time will tell all, nobody really knows. But someone said Trump's comment on Epstein was very strange. I just think he doesn't want to talk about it. It's not a topic that he wants to go in on. And this is what I think people thought about politics before Trump came along. People used to think, and maybe I can't speak for everybody, so everybody had a different feeling, but Trump didn't wake me up to the media being fake. Like a lot of people owe their loyalty to Trump or they think they owe their loyalty to him because they're like, Trump showed me the media was fake. I've written, you could find a song I wrote in 2008 called Apocalypse where I said that the media was fake. So I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I've known the media was fake. I've heard Alex Jones. I've heard, I liked Ron Paul more than I like Democrats and Republicans. I'm not someone who Trump showed me that the media was fake. He said the media was fake and I liked it because I'm like, oh, this guy's the real deal. He's calling out the BS media. Long story short though, it's like fast forward I don't know. I think he. I just don't think he was who everyone thought he was going to be. I think he kind of like ran on this premise of draining the swamp. He didn't do it. And I think that he's going to just keep getting people in trouble because this is another thought of mine. I don't mind somebody who says they're going to do a bunch of stuff, but then you kind of got to do it because if you don't do it, you're going to screw over your entire party, which I believe Trump did. Like if you want to just run and be a normie, run and be a normie. If you want to run and wake people up, run and wake people up. But if you're going to run and say I'm like lock her up and drain the swamp and you call everybody fat and ugly and you make fun of their wives and then you don't do anything, of course they're gonna try to get you. It would be like if I got drunk and went to a bar with a bunch of bikers and called them all ugly and fat and said their wives were gross, you think they wouldn't wanna punch me in the face or do worse? Of course they would. That's why I wouldn't say that. You get what I'm saying? It's like everything has a cause and effect That's Trump. He's like a drunk guy walking up to a big biker rally calling everyone names. But then he says he's going to do everything to them and he does nothing. He hires them. He brags about them. He gives them awards like Fauci. He funds he rushes their vaccine. He runs around selling the globalist product. And then he gets out of office after he gets all his supporters set up at a Fed trap. A lot of people are going to rot in prison and Trump could care less. And now everybody's acting like, oh, who would have known that the left was going to come after us? Of course, they're going to come after us. Not only are they going after people all over the world, but of course, after what Trump did, why wouldn't they come after us? You know what I'm saying? Trump talked this trash like he's going to go after all of them and he didn't do anything about it. It's like talking wasted to a bunch of people with guns saying you're going to shoot them and you never do. And then they like punch you and you cry and you're like, oh, we're the victim. We're the victim. You know, all the election was taken. You mean the election that you funded through the CARES Act that you bragged about? He ran around the country getting along with Gavin Newsom. To me, the whole party's like a Fed trap at this point. The left wing's like a big, oh, we're gonna ruin the cities and pretend like we're helping minorities. And then the right's just like a Fed trap. It's like follow a bunch of scammers and people who are just gonna milk you dry. And then every four years, follow them to an event where they're gonna set you up and pretend to play. it's I I want nothing to do with it, but you know, to each their own. I'm gonna read a few comments, but that is my take. Someone said, why do I think Trump pushed the experimental substance in a needle? (laughs) Is that your way of saying vaccine? I mean, I've done a 10 minute video on it that I could explain it better, you know, without sounding like Charlie from uh, if you've ever seen that meme of Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he's drawing a bunch of things. That's like me when I try to talk about Trump and the vaccine. Everybody in his world wants to make the excuse that he's some innocent victim that got bamboozled and he got fooled. If you follow the money, if you follow who he hired, if you follow the the articles and interviews and public information that everyone could access, he's in on it. The reason he doesn't apologize or say what Ben Shapiro says, even though Ben Shapiro is like that, is because Trump's in on it every step of the way. He hired the swamp. He gave them awards. He hired big pharma. He gave them the money. He did socialism for him. Trump is so far in on it. It's not even funny. Like this idea, to be honest, it might not have even happened if someone else won. If if someone else won the election, maybe the Uniparty would have done it anyway because they do most things anyway. But dude, Trump did like, he runs around saying he did a better job than Obama with swine flu. It's like, you actually didn't though. Obama wasn't a good president in my opinion. But him not locking down the country for swine flu is a bigger win than Trump locking down and rush like printing trillions of dollars. Like that's not better than swine flu. If nothing changed during swine flu because nothing got locked down, that's better than what happened in 2020. Obviously, it doesn't matter who did it, but Trump isn't who people think he is. This is the problem. People have this like idea in their head of who they want him to be, but it's so clearly not who he is. So, I think people they need to like fantasize things to make themselves feel justified with it that's why a huge faction of the party is like you know just making up things about it in my view but it is what it is someone said first gotta say bob ross slaps in my system and at this point i don't trust anyone that wants to be involved with the government time to i hear you appreciate you guys I wanna keep this short, I don't wanna be repetitive. My plan real quick, moving forward, I have a few things. Hopefully they don't cancel the debate with Vivek or the conversation with Vivek. Um, I don't wanna do too many long videos. I know a lot of people like my long podcast, but I don't like to be repetitive. I don't wanna just run into a wall and be boring. I want to do good videos like I did in 2020 and 2021. I'll still do some long form podcasts, but I think what I'm going to do is shorter videos and really plan stuff out because when I just talk about something for 30 minutes, it's kind of hard to follow. A lot of people enjoy it. It's authentic. Some people like it better. I try to make jokes and stuff, but it's not really that effective for what I'm trying to do which is wake people up and get stuff done. So I think I'm going to make shorter, higher quality videos from now on, try to focus more on that, you know, work smarter rather than harder. And uh, I still want to work hard, but you get what I'm saying, work into the right direction. And, uh, you know, provide you guys with content that actually is compelling and not just like, I don't want to like argue with comments forever. And on Twitter, it's kind of fun to talk trash to people and it's kind of fun to go back and forth. but it's not really that fun. I feel like every time I get in a Twitter argument, I'm just like, why am I doing this? I'm texting, this person's texting me. So I'm trying to hone in on what I'm actually good at and what people want to see and not just kind of like ramble on. Cause at the end of the day, I've said how I feel about what's going on a hundred times. And I guess the reason that I constantly repeat myself is because nothing's really changing, but It's one of those things that I think in due time, more and more people will figure it out because at the end of the day, the further things go towards that path, especially after the election, whether Biden wins or Trump wins. To me, I definitely hope Trump wins for multiple reasons. But if he runs against Biden, I hope Trump wins so he can be president. So give him four years and then people got to move on after that. If Biden wins, which I'm afraid of, I feel like it's going to be this loop. Like I feel like Republicans are going to get caught on the loop. It's like Trump says he's going to drain the swamp, gets in office, doesn't do it, plays the victim, says the election's rigged, doesn't do anything about it, runs for office again, loses to Biden, takes no accountability, says it's rigged. And I feel like if Trump loses, not only does it suck to have Biden for four more years, but it's like Republicans, in my opinion, are just stuck. They're stuck on some sort of social media media cat turd algorithm like whatever msnbc and cnn does to liberals i feel like cat turd and those type of accounts are doing to conservatives 10 times out of 10 every time someone gets mad at me i always click on their twitter i I swear it's happened like a 100 times literally happened three times on my break i click the last thing they cat turd cat turd cat turd they just it's like he's just like filling their brain up with like basic gargle garble i don't even know what i'm trying to say gargle (laughs) get babble whatever you could do babble on no but you know in general it's like people are caught on this algorithm i'm like i hope trump wins over biden if it's trump versus biden because give him four more years see what he can do if he does it yes awesome he did it if he doesn't do it move on folks you can't ride an 80 year old forever because you don't want anyone else to come and involved and if he doesn't do it you got to start looking at why and, you know, asking some questions. It's like, I can't, I can't have Biden win. And then people are just stuck on the same Kerry Lake, Donald Trump loop for like eight years. And they're just like running in circles, saying the same things, doing the same things. I'm like, please, I really hope that doesn't happen. Because if Biden wins, not only is it not good for the country, it could be better. But, uh, you know, I feel like it's going to be the demise. Like if he wins, it's like controlled demolition of Republicans. It's like Trump raised us up you know what i'm saying it's like oh we're winning we're winning we're crushing we're crushing and then 2020 it was like pow and then everyone got like arrested and locked in their house and set up by the feds and then like everyone's in shambles and then it's like you know, if he loses this next election, it's going to be like the final tombstone to the head of all of us. And then we're like, all right, our movement's going to be in shambles. Nobody's going to believe in elections. Nobody's going to do anything about it. People are going to stop voting like they did in Georgia. And then you're going to have people just like grifting, running in circles, saying the same poor things. I pray that that doesn't happen. That's like my, you know, I wouldn't say my prediction, but I I see that happening right now where it's like, if Trump wins the election, he's got 4 years and it's it's like do it or don't do it. You know what I'm saying if you do it great. If you don't time to move on. I'm fine with that. But if he doesn't win, Republicans are going to be stuck in the same spot for like 20 years. It's like there's going to be like no evolution. People aren't going to be ready to like move on to something else and I think that America is going to shift heavily over the next 10-20 years regardless of who wins, whether Trump wins, Biden wins, new people win, old people win. I think that demographic shift in America is going to get real and people don't want to talk about it now because it's edgy or it seems bad or whatever, but it's going to happen and everyone's going to know it one way or another, whether they like what happens or not, because it's the reality of America, like demographics and who is in this country and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's going to dominate politics in like 10, 15 years because people are going to wake up and they're going to be like, damn, it didn't even matter who won the election. This was going to happen anyway. Um, So, you know, is what it is. I'm not pessimistic about it. I think there's always going to be waves that happen in this country. I think there's amazing things about this era. There's always going to be good things about technology, good things about cities. And then there's going to be good things about, you know, the countryside and good things about moving to the mountains. And, you know, if you move to the mountains, it's very peaceful. But And there's probably not a lot of crime, but you can't get like Thai food from seven different, you know, amazing families that make crushing food. That's just the reality. So I'm not, this isn't pessimistic by any means. It's just kind of where I see things going. And when I say that, I don't mean to like rain on people's parade. So if you agree, I appreciate it. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to try to provide some good hard hitting content like this interview and debate. I'm going to talk to Candace Owens, I think at some point next week. And I'm going to focus on, self-awareness and not just arguing with comments all the time. I want to provide people with high level content, stuff that you guys want to see, stuff that's engaging, stuff that is convincing, stuff that is real, stuff that's helpful, stuff that's uplifting and educational without being too negative or anything. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for being patient. Thank you guys for supporting me. I appreciate it so, so much. And I'll be back with new videos soon. Appreciate you guys for showing up and being there for me. It feels kind of weird every time I take a break for two weeks to come back. I just feel spaced out with all the lights on my face and stuff, but it's all good. Part of the job. See you guys. God bless. Dreamer podcast over and out. Thanks for hanging out.